Welcome, welcome to All Sharks No Fight. NHL opening night is almost upon us, and today we got the Sharks' official roster to start the season. All of the training camp cuts have been made, and now we know who is going to be on the team for this season. I'll share who I've got my eye on this year, who I'm really excited about, and we'll also talk about where I think the Sharks are going to finish this season in the standings. A lot of people think it's going to be in last place. We'll see if I agree with them, so stick around. I want to start with the big news, which is what a lot of Sharks fans had their eyes on, um, really all of training camp and what we were all anxiously awaiting to start the season, which was our top prospects, William Eklund and Thomas Bortolo, going to make the team. Today we got our answer, and the answer, I'm relieved to say, is yes. It was not a foregone conclusion that either of these two were going to make the team, even as two of the more highly touted prospects in the organization and a couple of guys that have both had a cup of coffee in the NHL who have both shown flashes of brilliance at times but haven't really put it all together yet, would they finally be able to crack this roster? And I'm very glad that they both made the team. One, because they're both young and exciting players. This is not a great lineup, um, and it's a lineup that is starved for some star power, some flash, some finesse. Um, and these are two players that can both bring that to this team. It's also, in terms of talent, it's theoretically not a tough lineup to crack. And I, I know that I'm saying that from um, my reclining chair here at home. But after a few years in the league and after a couple of uh, short stints with the Sharks, you really want to see two young top prospects take that step forward and be able to make the team out of training camp. I think it would have been concerning at this point if one or both of them weren't able to make it, especially, like I said again, on a lineup that should not be that hard to crack, or maybe a better way to put it is there's room for talent on this roster, and these two guys are both able to bring that talent. Um, So I'm really excited to see them both, and I think I'll be watching both of them the most carefully throughout the season. Uh, Coach David Quinn talked about Obviously, scoring points is important for two talented players like Eklund and Bordalo. But what he's been wanting to see the last couple of seasons and what he wanted to see in training camp was for both of them to not necessarily focus on the points, but really to think more about focusing on the details of the game. He had a really good quote that I'm going to paraphrase talking about uh, wanting to play the game and look back. And even if you didn't score any points, Um, You want to be able to look back and say that you did something to contribute to help the team win. Um, And it, again, wasn't a foregone conclusion that either guy was going to do that. Um, I think Thomas Bordalo, especially earlier in the preseason, um, did struggle a little bit. Um, I think William Eklund looked really, really good throughout. And Thomas Bordalo finished particularly strong in scoring in the last couple of preseason games. Um, after what David Quinn, I think, would classify as a bit of a tough start um, to training camp for Bordalo. So I think after what might have been considered a tough start to the preseason for him, I think it's really exciting to see him show up and not only put points on the board, but play well enough and pay enough attention to the details that David Quinn felt like he couldn't deny him a roster spot. Obviously, there are also some injuries that come into play here. Logan Couture is looking like he's not going to be ready to start the season yet because of his injury. So that opened up a center spot for Thomas Bordalo. Um, We'll see what happens when Couture comes back. 
But for now, when you look at daily faceoff, they've got Bordalo centering the third line with Alex Barabanov and Anthony Duclair, which I think that's a pretty exciting line. Anthony Duclair, I expect to lead the team in goals this season. I think he was a really good add for the team. And Alex Barabanov might be the most crafty player in the lineup. And Bordalo has been described by some recently as a guy that maybe needs to play with talented players in order for his talents to really shine. We'll see if he turns into a guy that can maybe carry a line a little bit more. I'm, I'm hoping, obviously, the answer to that will be yes eventually. But for now, if he does end up playing with Barabanov and Duclair, I think that'll be a really fun and exciting line. And I think it's putting him in a position to succeed. So I, I really like that. Um, and then William Eklund is slated on a line with Mikhail Granlund and Luke Cunnan. And then the top line is Philip Zedina, Tomas Hurdle, and Mike Hoffman. I think that top line could be a lot of fun to watch. I think the Philip Zedina reclamation project is a worthwhile one. That was a, an early uh, first round pick from a few years ago by Detroit. It didn't really pan out there the way that either side expected. And I think it was a really good buy-low opportunity for San Jose to give him a chance. Like I said, it's a lineup that is definitely starved for talent. And Zadina is a guy who has talent and just hasn't put it all together yet. So he's another one of the players that I'm going to have my eye on this season. And if he ends up getting anywhere close to that first-round billing, this is going to be a steal for the Sharks and a really good fit. And the things that stand out to me about this team are... They've got more, uh, we'll call it untapped potential than we saw on last year's team. I think when you look at the Sharks roster right now, obviously it leaves a lot to be desired, but you can really only work with the pieces that you have. And I think that this is about the best we could have hoped for. I think last season there was an even more glaring lack of talent on the team, which makes sense because it was really the, the start of the rebuild, even though that word tends to get used sparingly, if at all. But Mike Greer brought in the kind of guys that he thought would change the culture of the team and guys that would play his brand of hockey, which is hard-nosed, physical, in-your-face. He wanted a team that wouldn't give up or be easy to play against every single night. And we saw him take chances on guys like Mikey Asimont, which I think actually turned out to be um, a pretty good fit before they ended up losing him to Tampa Bay. But with that rebuild and with that refresh, obviously there are going to be holes in the lineup and it's going to take time to replenish talent. I think what's fun about the team this season, even though it's going to be a tough year, they brought in talent. I think last year was kind of about cleaning house, rebuilding the culture. This year, they've got Zadina, they've got Eklund, they've got Bordalo. Good, young, talented players that um, have a higher ceiling than a lot of guys that they had last year. And the other thing that they did was they brought in veterans that have offensive pedigrees. They brought in Mike Hoffman, who, yes, is probably past his prime um, and hasn't been the same guy recently that he was in Ottawa. But he's a guy that has a proven track record of scoring goals. Same with Anthony Duclair, who I think you could consider more in his prime right now, but also a guy that has a penchant for scoring 20-plus goals. I, I think, again, he has a chance to lead the team in goals this season. So they might not be the most exciting additions to the team, and it might not be enough to, to make them a real contender this season. 
but I think they at least bring a more offensive pedigree than what they had last year. Will it be enough to get them to the playoffs? No, very unlikely. But I think we're going to see a team that can actually score some more goals than last year and maybe not win a lot of games, but I think they have the offense to stick around in more games this season. Um, the The big question mark, and this takes me to the next group of guys that I'm going to have my eye on, is the goaltending. Mackenzie Blackwood is in. Uh, Kapo Kakinen has made the team. And I think if the two of them can kind of get back into form and give the Sharks anywhere close to league average goaltending, this is a team that might finish a little closer to 500 than I think a lot of people are giving them credit for. Um, the The big theme when I think about this team is the word if. Um, if Blackwood and Kakinen can provide league average goaltending, if Bordalo and Eklund pan out, if Philip Zedina is able to find that spark that made him an early first round pick, then it could end up being a team that might surprise some people, even if it's not one that makes the playoffs. But if is the big word. And for Kakinen and Blackwood, it's been a tough couple of seasons for them after showing some promise with uh, New Jersey and Minnesota, respectively, a few years ago. Um, I was impressed by Kapo Kakinen in the preseason. Um, I, I didn't get to watch him much, but I did get to see him in that 18-save shutout. And he, I really almost didn't recognize him. I'm usually pretty good at recognizing players, even when I can't see their numbers, um, because I'm a huge nerd and I watch more hockey than I should. And I swear I almost didn't recognize Kapo Kakinen. It looks like he really went to work on his technique Um a big point of criticism with Kakinen and his technique last season is that he was playing too low and too wide um, in terms of the positioning of his feet and his legs. Um, I think he looked a lot more upright, and so I'm excited to see how that translates for the full season. You could tell last season he was trying to make those big adjustments, but it's really tough to do that as a goaltender on the fly in the middle of the season and have it work out. So having a full offseason to really dedicate himself to the new technique, um, I think it'll be really interesting to see how that translates for the entire season. I think the starters net is still up for grabs. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see Kakinen and Blackwood split time until someone is able to run away with the job. But for now, it's Blackwood and Kakinen in the net. And if they can provide anything close to league average goaltending, then the Sharks should be good for at least a few more wins this season than we saw last year. Obviously, a big part of that is team defense, too. Eric Carlson, obviously not the most stout defender, but he was a guy that had the puck on his stick a lot, um, which in a way is a form of defense, and it was an effective one as he scored over 100 points last season. I think the success of Kakinen and Blackwood is going to hinge pretty heavily on the team defense. San Jose, I think the name of the game was shooting themselves in the foot last year with turnovers between the blue lines, bad coverage in front of the net. I'm not convinced that that's going to get much better after some of the play that I saw in the preseason. I obviously don't want to put too much stock in the preseason because you're developing chemistry and you're playing against teams that don't have their full NHL lineup out there. And the Sharks obviously didn't have their full NHL lineup um, out there every single game. But I did see throughout the preseason some of the same mistakes that plagued the team last year. Um, again, turnovers at the blue line, drop passes to no one, bad coverage in front of the net. I think there could be a couple of problems at play there. One, 
Um, I think this team might just not have the hockey IQ or the instincts. I think to a certain degree, it's hard to blame the coaching because obviously David Quinn recognizes the problems that this team had last year. He didn't hesitate at all to call it out whenever the Sharks made those kinds of mistakes that it was the team shooting themselves in the foot. They're obvious mistakes. They're things that everyone knows that they have to improve on. And yet it happened over and over. You know David Quinn is out there beating that drum and trying to beat it into this team, the good habits that they need. Um, And it was still not working for whatever reason. Um, It makes me wonder a little bit about the potential that this team has in terms of hockey IQ. There is one example from the preseason that kind of illustrates my point. And that was, I can't remember if it was the game against LA or against Vegas, where the Sharks were on the power play. And Alexander Barabanov was carrying the puck over his own blue line through the neutral zone. And as he got close to the red line, he kicked the puck out wide um, to the left, and it was immediately intercepted, and it broke down the whole exit on the power play. This is a common play that we see pretty much every team run um, when they're exiting their zone and setting up their entry on the power play. And clearly, the, the penalty kill was ready for it. And something that's a bit of a red flag to me is that the Sharks really struggle to adjust to the other team in situations like that. Um, The penalty kill knew what play was coming, and instead of recognizing that the lane wasn't going to be there and uh, either shipping the puck in or finding another option, Alexander Barabanov said, well, coach said to do this on the exit on the power play. So I'm going to let Jesus take the wheel and just do what coach says rather than improvising or finding some other option. And I think that's kind of an epidemic for this team. They make the same mistakes over and over. They don't really adjust. And obviously David Quinn is well aware of the mistakes that the team makes and trying to hammer into them what they need to do differently. But the same mistakes keep happening. And it just makes me wonder if this is a team that has the collective hockey IQ that it needs. I'm not convinced that a lack of talent is their only issue. I do think that um, as we see them make the same mistakes over and over last year, and it looks like some of them may still be in their game this year, we'll have to wait and see. But I don't think a lack of talent is the only problem. And it makes me wonder if this is a team that not only lacks talent, but if it's a group that lacks the collective hockey IQ that they need to overcome that delta of talent. This is a team that if they're going to win games, they have to essentially play a perfect game. Um, They don't need to score a ton of goals or the most dazzling goals, even though this is a league where you do need to score more goals really than ever, which is awesome. But if this team is going to win games, They cannot give the other team extra opportunities. They cannot create opportunities for the other team. They cannot turn the puck over. They can't leave guys open in front of the net because they just don't have enough talent to really overcome their own mistakes. So they're going to have to play a perfect game pretty much every night. We'll see how it goes this season. They brought in some good veterans like Mike Hoffman and Anthony Duclair. They've got Nico Sturm centering that fourth line. The blue line is pretty untested. Um, I'm excited about Henry Thrun. I think he looked really good in the preseason. The Sharks ran five forwards on their power play for a lot of the preseason. I'm really hoping that they give him more looks on the top power play unit. But again, he's still an unproven guy. 
They brought in Ty Emerson. This is a decor that has a lot to prove. It'll be really interesting to see what this decor looks like without Eric Carlson, what they're able to do really at both ends of the ice. We'll see if they're able to play a more responsible and cohesive style of defense. Maybe not having such a one-track mind offensive defenseman like Eric Carlson is going to actually help out their defense, but time will tell. So that leads me to the big question. A lot of people are saying the Sharks are going to finish dead last in the league. Do I think that's going to happen? Again, the big word is if. Will these young players hit? Will the Sharks get league average goaltending? Will the defense be improved? Will San Jose be able to limit their turnovers? If they're able to do any or all of those things, then no, I don't think the Sharks will finish in dead last. But those are all huge ifs. They're huge question marks. Um, I do want to provide some context. When we look at teams that are candidates to finish dead last in the league, in addition to San Jose, there's Chicago, there's Anaheim, there's Arizona, a lot of the usual suspects from the last few years, just to name a few. But it reminded me of when, and I was talking to my buddy Felix um, from the Crash of the Pond podcast, um, which if there are any Ducks fans that are somehow flying by listening to this one, um, if you're not already listening to Crash the Pond with Felix and Jake, go check them out. They're amazing. Uh, and Felix texted me and he said he really thinks that there's a good chance that the Blackhawks finish in last. And initially I pushed back on that because they have Connor Bedard and he looks like he is ready to go. But it made me think back to the 05-06 season, which was the first year that Sidney Crosby was in the league with the Penguins. Uh, Crosby had over 100 points that season, and Pittsburgh still finished, I think, like 20-something games below 500. Um, didn't even come close to sniffing the playoffs. And the Blackhawks are in a similar position. They've got a generational talent in Bedard and kind of nothing else outside of that. Um, the, the first line that he'll be playing on um, is actually a decent line with Taylor Hall. But outside of that, there is nothing really going on on that team. Um, and even when you look at that Penguins lineup from 05-06, there were actually a lot of guys on that team who were on the roster in 2008 when they went to the final against Detroit and when they won it in 2009 um, against Detroit. But even then, that Pittsburgh team did lack a lot of talent. And outside of Bedard, Chicago certainly lacks the skill that it needs to stay out of the cellar this season. So as I thought about it, I actually realized, oh, maybe Chicago will finish last this year. They essentially have no goaltending, no defense, and really not a lot going on outside of Bedard. So do I think the Sharks are going to finish dead last in the league? No, I don't. But they're going to give Chicago and Anaheim a run for their money, and I am super down for that. So that's it for this one. Let me know what you think about anything that we talked about today. Do you think the Sharks are going to finish dead last in the league? Are we going to see any improvement from the team's goaltending or from their defense? And let me know who you're keeping your eye on this season. I hope you all enjoyed this special early episode. I originally promised in the trailer that the first episode would be October 17th. I lied. The first episode is happening right now, but there will still be an episode on October 17th and every Tuesday throughout the season. So thanks for joining me and we'll talk soon. <laughs>